What up, family? Seawood and Severino, from the music industry to real estate, from fashion to real estate partners in carte blanche, we are talking about positive real talk. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Everyone has a light, and I want everyone's light to shine bright, 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 What up, family? Our watch. What up, family? This is your tribe. This is your safe place to recharge your battery. Not gonna be any extra shit here. No judgment here. So you're gonna get the real, but it's always gonna come from a place of love. What up, family? Conversation number five. Okay, I know you want to hear it. Or come on, numero cinco. There it is. That sounds good. Cinco. We got a lot to talk about, and your boy is on fire. Let me tell y'all, Black Panther. Now nah, you gonna have to wait. <laughs> But you can feel the energy. You already know what I'm going to say. And yes, I can concur with what everyone else is saying. That shit is fireworks. But we'll drill down a little bit more as we get further into the show. Yeah, you might spoil it. No, no, no spoilers. I'm not going to talk about specifics. I won't. I can really talk about it at a macro level. But it's, it's so many layers. And yeah, that shit is just really powerful and special. So shout out to everyone involved with that. What are we discussing today? Uh, I feel like we're in a really cool zone and a lot of things that we talk about week to week are interconnected. And I thought that it might be cool to stay in that zone instead of going off left um, because it's almost like building a building. You know, you got to start with your foundation. And I feel like a lot of these early shows as we get comfortable doing it, we're practicing and making progress. We're trying to build an audience. Eventually they'll come. Uh, you know, all these things. And today, after some really cool conversations this week and some uh, direct scenarios and then also upon reflection, uh, get out of your own way, I think is something really powerful to talk about. Mm. Because if I could only talk about one thing and they were to say, listen, B, this is your last episode, you know, there's millions of things we could talk about. But if I could give somebody one jewel, I would say get out of your own way if you can do that then everything else can happen because that is the actual catalyst if you will for being able to maximize your potential and be your best self and i think there are a number of things that we can talk about that specifically kind of hurt you and have us in the way of our progress you know so i know for me overthinking You know, I I can really be analytical, and I think that a lot of people tend to suffer from paralysis by analysis. Hmm. You know, you look at things so from so many angles and and drill down, and okay, what about this and that scenario? And wait, but what if this happens? And okay, well, maybe if I do it this way, and you just completely eliminate instincts. You completely eliminate just your innate ability to feel if something is right or not. You know, everything is a process. Mm -hmm. And as much as we say, you know, enjoy the process and, you know, understand it's going to be a process, that doesn't mean that 
everything should feel processed, you know, just like food. Obviously, if it's whole food and it's from the ground and it's not processed, it's better for you. And I think that's the same thing with us is not overthinking, not being so analytical. There's absolutely a place for data. There's absolutely a place for taking advantage of um, information. It's critical, actually. It's, it's not even up for debate. But to the extent that you would use said data or information to influence your decision beyond trusting your own gut, you know, a lot of the greatest businesses, greatest empires, greatest things that have ever been done in this world have started on a hunch. And there was no data to support that. There wasn't a bunch of time to think about it, if you will. You know, of course, you, you give things uh, ample consideration. But then beyond that, you know, you got to move on it. You know, you got to get feedback. You got to get going. You know, uh, they say, you know, hesitation in a war is death. Mm. Because while you're thinking about some shit, you just got hit. You know, you got to be able to be quick on your feet. You got to be nimble. You got to be able to adapt. Um, that's something that the company that we're with, Compass, that, you know, we're so proud to be a part of, uh, has demonstrated at a really high level is saying, listen, you know, we haven't been around 100 years. And so if that's important to you, we get it. But we feel there's value in being around five years. It means we can move fast. It means we can cut on a dime. It means that, you know, we're creating the technology that you're going to use tomorrow instead of relying on what was built 50, 100 years ago. So there's value there. And not being in a place where you're overthinking, overanalyzing, overprocessing is one of the first points in getting out of your own way. It's very real. You, um... Instead of just making a decision, you're just creating more problems for yourself when you start thinking about it too much. Now you got about six, seven different other problems when you originally just started with one. It's weird. It's just sometimes it's just better to go with your gut, your intuition, and, um, you know, apologize later, like you always say. So, mm. um, Ask for forgiveness, not permission. Yeah, just kind of go with the flow. And if it doesn't feel right, you know it doesn't feel right. You know, sometimes we spend so much time trying to convince ourselves that something is something else when it's it's just it's just really not. Just. Hey, hey, is that a little subtle jab? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a subtle jab, but I think it's critical too that you you do have to think. I just think there's some instances where you just have to allow what you're doing to be in the moment and let it be what that is. Like in the fashion business, we've represented some brands that I, I really didn't want to represent. I didn't want to attach myself to them just because they, they weren't things that I, you know, per se would wear or, you know, I just wasn't digging it. But, you know, the showroom owner was like, listen, just do it. Trust me. It's a cash cow. I was like, all right, cool. So I kind of was like, you know what, let me get out my own way, follow her lead and just see what we can do. And come to find out was probably one of the biggest brands that we ended up selling at the showroom because mm. it was just basic. It was blank. It wasn't really nothing exciting about it, but we were able to leverage it and turn it into something bigger than it was when it came to us. But I would have said no to that. Like, I don't really want to deal with that. Um, you know, that's also happened to me with Bonafide. I was being very particular about things that I wanted to do and how I wanted to present it. And, you know, it wasn't getting the proper response and I had to deal with a lot of backlash. I was just like, you know what? All right, cool. Let me let me open up a little bit more. Let me start listening to some other, you know, critics and and um, feedback on what the product is. And then it kind of took off from there. So it's interesting sometimes that, you know, you try to protect something and in the midst of protecting it, you're actually hurting it. Mm. I think there's some tools, too, and things to think about 
of, well, okay, great. I've assessed that I've been in my way a lot and, you know, how do I cure that? You know, I think one thing is just to remember why you're doing something. You know, the why is really critical because we get hemmed up when we forget what the mission is. You know, if we have a clear mission and purpose, then it allows us to actually do something about it. You know, it could be from, you know, washing the dishes, starting a business or filling out a job application. You know, it has to just contribute to, you know, some larger purpose. Um, Another thing is to focus on the important stuff. You know, we have a thing with carte blanche where we're always like important versus urgent. Uh, there are going to be things that come in your life crashing in that seem like they have to be dealt with at that moment, but they're really just like urgent bullshit. And there's really important matters that need to be handled. And, you know, you would be in your way if you prioritize the urgent over the important. Uh, and so being able to uh, focus on important shit. So, you know, stop moving commas and periods around in your business plan you know, and, and talk to some people that might actually buy your product, you know, that type of thing. Um, here's one that's big with us. Uh, you know, music is food for the soul. And so we always feel like, you know, you got to have a plate of that. You know, it just has a huge effect on how you feel. And you can use it as a tool to change your mood to whatever you want it to be. If you feel like you need energy then you just have, you know, eight or ten records of just straight bangers of shit that just gets you amped. You know, there's times that, you know, I really want to get going and the kids laugh at me because I love Nirvana. And Teen Spirit is that record for me where if I just want to get going, I just blast that shit. And it's just like, woof, like I'm just like ready. I mean, them drums come in, it's like, woo, crash, like, fuck yeah, let's go. Like, let's get it popping. I mean, music is powerful. It can absolutely shift your whole mood, your whole dynamic. So definitely make sure that you keep music as a part, you know, of your soundtrack or, or you know, a score to your life. Um, I think another thing that is really helpful And getting out of your own way, another real tool that's good is just like, you know, when you get tired and you're really feeling like, fuck, like, oh, I'm not feeling motivated. I just I know what I need to do. See what I get it. Like I have all the answers already. That's not the problem. I just don't have the motivation. You know, you got to get up and move around. You got to stay moving. And, And if you sit at a desk for eight hours like outside of it not being healthy for you Mm -hmm. like it's just there's no way for you to be stimulated or to be creative or to uh you know be your best so i think that's something to um think about it is that you know you get energy from being active i think another one that i found really helpful for me and it took a while to master this one stop comparing yourself to other people crucial you mentioned that before uh on our last show when we talked about practice makes progress and and you really had a great point about whatever you need to practice on, you focus on that. Stop looking at the other person or people and and trying to mimic them because that's what they need to do for success for them. Each of us has our own story. And so we need to honor that. And I may need to practice on certain shit that you don't need to practice on and vice versa. Um, but we have to stop comparing ourselves to other people 
you're just going to realize that you'll never win that battle because you're always going to look at a celebrity or look at someone that has things that you want. And, and so you're basing your level of success or accomplishments on someone else, but yet you don't have identical stories. You don't have identical circumstances. So it's not apples to apples comparison. So it's just, it's dangerous to do that. I think one last thing that I wanted to uh, leave you with was that, you know, if you ever find that, wow, I'm just in my fucking way, like I'm just, I need to figure some shit out. You know, you're working on a project and you just can't get it moving. You know, what I found helpful for me, and we try to do anyway, but particularly in an instance like this, is to help someone else. You know, you get to a place where you're stuck, you're working on a project, you just can't seem to move it forward. You know, pick up the phone, call somebody, text them, shoot them a, a, a message on the gram, offer some advice, some feedback, expertise. Like, you know, this will give you a feeling of accomplishment. Um, you know, you'll feel good about yourself. You've obviously done something. And then without realizing it, things like that end up helping you, uh, you know, get moving. And then that can spark something for you. So I think to recap, you know, helping someone else, make sure to pat yourself on the back. You know, give up this crazy idea of perfection. Uh, you know, stop comparing yourself to other people. You know, uh, I didn't mention this before, but when you get frustrated, you know, meditate. You know, be still for a minute. That's that's always helpful. Uh, if you get tired, move around. Be active. Energy begets energy. Don't forget to listen to music. You know, music is powerful and it'll put you in the zone you want to be in. You know, you're going to have way more energy if you're dealing on things that matter versus, you know, minutia. And and we know that all the stuff has to get done, but important versus urgent. Uh, you know, don't forget to think about the outcome. You know, what are you going to get from doing this thing? You know, when you don't feel like doing it, you know, focus on the outcome, you know, and that's going to help you. And I think the why is like, why am I doing this? And if we can stay focused on that, I think that that really can keep us from getting in our own way. I wanted to add something to that. Oh, yeah. Add on. Look at things in phases. I think we get too caught up looking at the end and we haven't even started. Like, mm. why are you at the end? Just start. And Man. each phase that you pass, you'll notice it as you're passing it. But we we'll, we have an idea oh, I want to create this, and then now you're just thinking about purchasing that big house. It don't work like that. You got to stay within the realm. You got to stay within your phases, complete each phase, and then keep it spinning. Yeah, I think that was great. Let's get into the wings. What up? What do you want to start with? I know you can't wait to start with Black Panther. Oh, come on, baby. (laughs) But being that that's like the uh, 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 of this show, let's leave that for last. last. Fair enough. So you could, you know what I mean? You can really drill down. All right. Fair enough. Um, So let's start with, uh, there's an area in New York City, in Long Island City, um, called the Five Points. Um this building or i mean it was bigger than just a building but it had some of the most amazing graffiti in the world um the owner of it his name was jeremy wokoff i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but in 2013 he decided to whitewash the entire complex um which was crazy i mean people from all over the world used to come just to take pictures um you know 
I mean, it, I mean, it literally should have been landmark. It really should have been. Um, but recently in federal court, Jeremy just lost the case and he has to pay out $6.7 million to over 21 of those artists, which is yeah. great win, right? But in the uh, midst of a great loss. Exactly. I mean, it's a financial win. But it's... I mean, it's less about a financial win. It's more of a... It feels like, you know, accountability, you know, was finally served. You feel like a lot of times these developers or just anyone with uh, some type of power or money or, or influence are able to just kind of, you know, do whatever they want. And and I guess the counter argument to that, if we're going to speak to his vantage point, was that, you know, he could, you know, argue that, look, this is my shit and I want to build condos here. On the face, you know, we get it. But there has to be some type of, um, sometimes I feel like a moral compass that we operate from that everything isn't financial or if it is, what's the solution? Is there some way that we can salvage this art? Is there some way that we can accomplish what you want to do with this land or what you have here and still preserve something special that happened, whether they technically had permission or not? So um, that's a really big win. Excited for them at least for the vindication part, right? You losing your art and really what five points meant, the six million technically can't pay for that, right? It doesn't replace that ever. Uh, But hopefully it can go a long ways in them being able to continue their art and maybe create another place where someone would actually appreciate it. And they could live, yeah. So let's give them the huge round round of applause. applause. Congratulations. That's a great win. All the artists from five points. What else we got? Um, you laughed at the one that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> well, I mean, when you, you said, guys hear this, it's a said, it's a baby win. You said it so was a local win. So, um, as many of you probably know, if you have Optimum, you knew that uh, Stars uh, wasn't part of the package anymore, um, which means that it affected uh, probably one of my favorite shows on TV, Power. Power, yes. Um, Ghost. <laughs> And um, it looks like they've made an agreement. They resolved their dispute that they had, and it's back. So Stars is back on Optimum right before okay. season four. Power comes back on, and we're in good shape. Yeah, but, I mean, you could just say, fuck Optimum, and just order Stars, right? And have the app and do it right on your phone, right? Well, that's true. Um, but you feel like it's just another thing that you have to have. Yeah, and, it's like you're gonna pay eleven dollars for a channel. It's like just to watch Power. I mean, hey, but you just raved about it. You said like it's you know can't miss TV. It's it really is can't miss TV, but not to pay more than what you would pay for Netflix. Right. <laughs> like no. Nah. Uh, so I'm excited to get to what I feel is the win uh it's a win on so many levels and you know advance notice you know no spoiler uh just would never ever do that you know i i need all of you to go see this movie uh whether you are a marvel fan or not or if you are of african-american descent or a person of color or not this is just a great fucking movie period it's action-packed it's a dope-ass story. It's a love story. It's it's one of um, just spirituality and uh, rich history, uh, forward-thinking, 
technological advances. It's just so much shit. And there's also this um, kind of uh, conflict, if you will, uh, that exists today. Uh, you know, different schools of thought of how to accomplish a goal and uh, how you can get consumed uh, with thinking what you are trying to do is the right way. But if it ends up consuming you and your actions start to uh, be, you know, outside of your character, then really, is it really that good? Um, so I think the win uh, is for a couple things. One is, you know, I want to really give props to um, ultimately, you know, Stan Lee, uh, you know, who's behind Marvel, the OG, you know, props to Ryan Coogler, you know, I saw some behind the scenes. I went last night for fan night. I took the family. It was a 6 p.m. show. The regular showings were showing at 7. You know, I got the commemorative coin uh, <laughs> made in Wakanda. You know, we got the uh, the cups and the popcorn and the whole shit. Um, you know, it, it was a whole, no pun intended, movie. Um, but the win is being able to have so many people come together for one cause and the the result to be that fucking amazing. You know, it wasn't just the director. It was, you know, all of the grips and all of the people in the backs. I mean, all the CGI people when they had the, you know, hundreds of people that you saw or whatever in a certain scene. You know, how did that happen? You know, to be able to be over in South Korea and and negotiate and to be able to make sure it was authentic so they were able to film over there and really just capture the essence there and uh, you know, they did a lot of the filming down in Atlanta. Shout out to ATL and Georgia uh, specifically for, you know, giving out these tax credits and, and doing whatever they needed to do to bring more films and more creativity into the state. Um, so for them to have, you know, a foundation to be able to create this work, I think, is an amazing win. And it's just so inspirational. You know, after seeing that movie, like I felt like a superhero and we really are all superheroes we all have a power and what ends up happening is we look around too fucking much and we're always looking at like oh man he's superman oh shit she's wonder woman oh they're this they're that and we don't just look at ourselves and be like but i'm dope like the power that i have is fucking incredible and it was just really wild to see you know that movie last night and because i can't spoil anything right now not enough people have seen it it just came out i'll wait you know, for a couple of weeks and maybe there'll be someone that joins a conversation and we can really drill down and talk about it more specifically. But I think the win is all the people involved in the project being able to make it happen. The actors, you know, Michael B. Jordan crushed it as the, you know, I don't even like calling him villain because when you really understand the movie, he wasn't really a villain. Just, you know, there was, there was a reason, you know, that he was moving the way he was moving, you know, um, you know, Chad Boseman, you know, playing, Takala, you know, playing Black Panther. I mean, just just nailed it. And I didn't realize Forrest Whitaker, Forrest Whitaker, and Angela, Angela Bassett, Bassett, and the beautiful sister that um, how do you pronounce her name? Lupita. Yeah, she crushed it. Like, and and that's another win. The win is for women in this movie. The women were absolutely badass. You want to talk about Wonder Woman was a dope flick, and it was Gal Gadot. Yeah, you know, she did her thing. Yo, man, listen. The women, the sisters in this movie, they were not for it. It was almost like that was like the the theme in the script. They might have wrote, be like, okay, when you're acting this part, act like I'm not here for it. Because they were they were giving zero fucks. I mean, they were just, they were elegant. 
They were royal, but they were not for the games. Like they were absolute warrior princesses and queen. It was just, it was fucking amazing. So um, just a super win for that project. It looks like it's going to break all records. It could very well make back its budget in one weekend. I think the budget was 200 million. When you see it and you hear that number, you're like 200 million. But I'm like, man, listen, I'm like, wow, you did all that for 200 M's? Like, they fucking killed that movie. So shout out to Black Panther. That's a major win. Shit, I'm I'm about to get out of here and go see that now. Yeah, we really need to. You know, what's good in the hood, I got a chance to get a sneak peek of Chris Rock's new comedy special on Netflix. Mm. Wow. I didn't see the whole thing. No spoiler alert. I mean, I'll just speak to one thing that he said that I thought was fucking incredible. He was like, man, listen, love hard or get the fuck out. (laughs) I was like, love hard or get the fuck out. That shit was brilliant. I mean, when you really think about that concept, like if you're not going to rock, if you're not going to bang out, if you're not, whatever it is, personal, business, friendship, Keep it moving. Yo, love hard to be able to just be all in. That's that's our thing. I kind of like that. That's like a well, another way. We we use it for our core values, the number one core value of carte blanche, all in. Those two words say it all. But I like the phrasing of love hard. Chris Rock is a fucking genius. I think he's one of the best to ever do it. And for him to take off, I think it's been a decade mm-hmm. since he's had a special and uh, I mean, he hasn't missed a beat. And so again, I haven't watched the whole thing. Uh, and and clearly, there's so much shit that he covered in and what I did see. So I didn't give much away. Shout out to Chris Rock. That's man. right. And that's look, what's good in the hood. I look forward to looking at that. Well, since we're on Netflix, I told you to watch this thing called uh, Coach Snoop. Oh shit, Coach Snoop. What up, baby? Is that what his Pop Warner League? Yes. So okay. you didn't get it. I, I didn't get to see it, but I'm. I know he's been doing that for years. It's a big t- part of what he does. Let me tell you something, man. That that dude, man. I, I always knew he was special, but what he's doing with those kids, and what he's providing, um, and the platform he's giving them to be successful. I mean, we need more of that. We need a lot more of that. Um, all these kids come from different backgrounds and going through their own personal struggles and it's amazing to see Snoop literally there through the whole process. I mean, he's helping out parents if they need it monetarily. Um, He's there if they need emotional support. Um, The kids come over to his crib. It's just a really, really great, uh, I I don't know if it's a show or it's a documentary, but it's broken up into episodes, but it's it's definitely dope and worth a watch. What else is good in the hood? Um, Uncle Boone's, man, on uh, 7th Spring Street. It's an authentic Thai joint, man. There's no Pad Thai here. So if you're like a Pad Thai Thai person, this is not going to be the restaurant for you, man. Like, Mm. this is authentic Thai cuisine. Um... I recommend everybody try it at least once. And if you don't like it, just bring the receipt to us and we'll take care of it for you. Um, it's that good, huh? It's that good. <laughs> it's, already, it's There's no need for us to worry. <laughs> we're starting to get a flood of receipts in. No, we're not. Nobody's doing that. They're going to they're they're gonna gonna love thank it. They're going to actually write us a personal note and be like, yo, that shit was amazing. The vibe is, is dope. It's a nondescript storefront. You'd literally walk by it if you're not looking for it. You got to walk downstairs. It's kind of dark and gloomy. 
Um, you know, <laughs> it just looks like a little spot in Bangkok, and the shit is fire. Mm. So definitely stop by Uncle Boone's if you're looking for some authentic Thai, um, and let them know Carte Blanche sent y'all. Nice, love that. This feels like quietly <laughs> a Black Panther episode. That's right. This is the no. Black Panther edition. Did you get a chance to listen to um, the soundtrack? Incredible. Oh my god. TDE just knows what they're doing over there, man. Kendrick Lamar, man. I mean, we know he's special, and you know, obviously, fucking went home with a boatload of Grammys and did something really special on his album, where he fucking you play the shit in reverse and all that. So this is somebody who's super thoughtful and and, and just a creative uh, genius. And what they did with this soundtrack, I mean, just the records. You know, EJ, why don't you drop, um, you know, obviously people probably heard because the single All the Stars, you know, we can hear a little bit of that. But we need to drill down a little bit into this soundtrack and play uh, a couple other joints as well. That shit's crazy. Fire. I mean, the, it's a collaborative effort, right? So it's not only Kendrick on there. You got, you know, J-Rock was one of my favorites. I can't wait till he finally releases something. That'll be dope. Um, they got SZA on there, of course. They got Georgia Smith on there. They got Travis Scott. They got The Weeknd. They got Mosey. Mm. Um, they just got a lot of great talent. The, the production on here is incredible. You could tell they took their time with it, um, you know, the songs and the storyline. I mean, it feels like a movie on wax. That's really what it feels like. It right. just flows so nicely. And um, to me, it's probably one of the best albums that's come out in a while. Well, what it is, is actually now having seen the movie, it's the score, right? Not every single song is in the movie, but there are so many that just weave in seamlessly. And, and when you're watching you know, certain parts of the movie and then the record is there in the background just giving that ambiance and just setting the tone. It's fucking incredible. So again, when you guys see the movie, because you're going to go see it, it's you, you don't want to be that person that hasn't seen it. Uh, I think you'll have a new appreciation for the soundtrack because it operates more as a score than like a standalone album. Um, and, and it's so great, though, that if you don't see the movie, you can just enjoy it musically. I mean, but that explains why I think it's so seamless, you know, it. why it just flows. It's just, it's fucking bananas. Before we get out of here, I know we're talking about music. I don't want to forget this. Um, 2 Chains dropped a, a little EP. Oh, that shit was, you sent me that shit. A force. I love that boy. Was that, who's that? At Hair Weave Killer on at Instagram. Right. <laughs> it was four joints. Uh, Which the, one? There's one that I really love. EJ, you got to play, um, is either Proud or Lamborghini Truck. Two Chains got a bang out right now. Put out four strong songs. And what's it called? It's what's called uh, The Play. Don't care who makes it. So 
Let's um let's give a shout out to Two Chains on that note, man. He yeah. put out a really really strong that shit's four fire. songs, and I like that too. That you know artists are creative and they're not bound by like the old rules of you just put out a single like people are just doing whatever the fuck they want and they're releasing it whenever they want and i just think that that makes and keeps things really uh fresh you know so for him to just be like yeah i made these four joints and i'm putting them out you know most people might have been like all right i'm four songs deep into my album right and he just was like no i like these four joints they just got a zone i'm just gonna fucking Package this up. Yeah, they got a vibe already. They got a vibe, Yeah, ah, here, hold that. He's doing doing some really dope shit, too, 2 Chains. He's running around with, what's his name, Robin? The guy who did the the Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous? Oh, um, um. Robin Leach. Yeah, they running around doing, like, he's eating the most expensive burger or staying there at the most expensive. The show is called The Most Expensive Whatever that is. Oh, wow. So that's dope. I mean, 2 Chains got a nice little flow right now going on. Nice, yeah, shout out to him. So before we get out of here, you know, last word, we always try to, you know, come full circle. And getting out of your own way is really, really critical in your development. You know, we've had situations where we've talked to people and and friends at other companies and, you know, they just get stuck. You know, we all get stuck, you know, but I'll use one example. If you're in a situation where you have had the privilege of being asked to join an organization and you know that you have a distinct value add, don't ruin it and and get in your own way because you have to insist on doing something exactly a certain way. Sometimes you have to hold the line and and that's understood, you know, and sometimes there's an education process and you know that can be frustrating and and you know you can't even be in that environment if they're not willing to cooperate or learn. We deal with that all the time if we deal with sellers that are not realistic with their price or they don't want to do baseline things to make their property shine, we can't rock with them, right? So we get that. But let's assume that you're in an environment where if if you spoke the right way, if you use the right language in your emails, if you um, just took time to operate from a different POV and not just where you come from, but say, you know what? Okay, this worked for me there. But maybe this won't necessarily be the best way to get it done here. Mm-hmm. And you got to be okay with that and continue to adapt. Because if you don't adapt, you die. And that's facts. So get out of your own way. And on that note, EJ, do what you do, baby. Our boy's on vacation. He's still hooking it up. We love y'all. Hey, wait, wait. My grandma B says, be, be kind. kind.